So, when we last met our, our adventurers, they had an epic battle in front of the Temple of Heronius, then they did some exploring through the city, and then they went to a uh, gentleman's club, only to sadly find it to be a magical illusion, and in the basement, a massive dark void of darkness that they could not escape from if Ty hadn't been able to dimension door his way back to uh, you know, solid ground. So anyway, uh, the Amir and they are debating about what to do. Um, they, you know, they've all gotten out of the void. They decide to keep investigating uh, the building there, and they discover a staircase actually goes to a second sub-basement level. They head down. Layout's pretty much the same as the first level, and it's mostly being used for store, for, you know, storage for supplies, paperwork, that kind of stuff. But tucked off, tucked away in one of the corners of the basement, is broken tile around a rather large hole. And from all appearances, it looks like it was created by something coming up out of the ground beneath the basement. Cal, of course, being the uh, forward thinker that he is, immediately sticks his head and finds his and finds himself in the void, just like the one they barely gotten out of upstairs. He then decides to tie a rope to himself, hands it to Cecil, and he just jumps right in. <coughs> uh, naturally, Cecil is more than uh, up for the task and doesn't lose his grip on the rope. And within the void, um, Cal's whipped out, you know, Waygraf has an axe and, you know, is, you know, lighting stuff up. But the thing about being in the void is that there's nothing to light up. Uh, so Cal can see him and that's about it. Um, you know, they kind of chat, Waygraf, you know, talks a little bit about voids, how they're very empty. And the, outside of the void, in the basement, the, the rest of the mirror can hear them very clearly, since he's only a couple feet away from them, even though for Cal, they, you know, they appear like they're way far, further away. So, and then at one point, Cal decides to let go of Waygraf, just to see how far he can go, because he still has a chain attached to him. And he just kind of floats away until the, you know, the chain goes taut, and then he pulls him back. And naturally, Waygraf, you know, chews him out for it, calling him an idiot and other such things, because that's what Waygraf does. And then Cecil hauls him out without any trouble. <coughs> and as they investigate the basement room uh, further, everyone gets a feeling it's pretty peculiar. Like, the room's old, like, not, not like 20 years old, but old. And... As they can't investigate the void further, it doesn't seem to have uh, you know any limit in size or scope, which is really unusual for this sort of spell. Uh, Cal, for his part, you know, continues his uh, air quotes investigation and uh, just starts smashing new holes in the floor all over the place. Um, at, at one point, he gets a hole large enough that the tile actually collapses down into the void that's underneath, and so he decides to stick his head in, into it. And he can see the, uh, the the first hole that they discovered there, even though it's you know, it appears to him inside the void to be really far away, even though it's maybe five or ten feet away. And then they start looking uh, through the rooms that are in the basement there, and you know basically they uh, you know they're just regular rooms. He smashes more holes in them, finds more of the endless void. Then he opens one door, and he just finds nothing but endless void to to greet him. So he decides to tie a rope around himself again, tosses it back to Cecil, and dives in. And uh, thankfully, Cecil again is quite sturdy and does not lose his balance and gets sucked into. Uh, Cal, inside of the void, <coughs> you know, spots a, a light above him, but it's just too far away from to, to really jump to. Um, Ty does some uh, um, uh, dimension door shenanigans, and dimension, you know, pops him upstairs to where 
you know, that light they saw was the original door that they, they spotted. And but then Cal just kind of uh, decides to run around upstairs and smash holes everywhere until he finally discovers the edge of the void space with one of his holes and <laughs> uh, it calls, it calls everybody to, to show off. Now, Joan, at this point, you know, they're back upstairs. Uh, she casts a spell on the, the, the illusion on the main floor. All the people disappear, and the place, you know, is really, you know, revealed to be kind of a dub. Um, and they find, uh, you know, there's papers strewn everywhere. <coughs> they do find one that's a little bit different, um, but they can't read it because it's in the, the demonic language. And then they realize that a, uh, a level one bard like Greffer would be able to read it. So they decide to... Uh, Return to Sigmund Veritas's estate to uh, meet up with him. Along the way, they decide to uh, get him a, a bit of a present to kind of butter him up, because, uh, well, he, he's had it a bit rough. So they find a magic, magic shop, a music shop, that's unfortunately been closed. Um, but, you know, Cal, uh, you know, that doesn't stop Cal. So he hits the door with Waygraph until it breaks open. Uh, he leaves five gold pieces on the counter for the door and then swipes a couple of loots. Cecil sighs, he leaves a thousand gold pieces to compensate for the missing loots. And he meet, and you know, they're just kind of standard loots. But then he misses Ty stealing a, a, a loot made from a solid gold. Uh, but Cal notices and asks him to get him one too. That's when, that's when they get busted by Cecil and demands that uh, you know, they pay for it. Because, you know, loots made of solid gold are expensive. So they pay, and then they, they bird out, they get to Sigmund Veritas' estate... They can see the city has calmed down quite a bit, you know, as they fly over. Uh, they get they get back to Veritas's estate and <clears throat> talk, kind of talk about uh, the building. Um, you know, he's not particularly familiar with it. He is familiar with the void magic, so it's possible someone to escape it. It's also possible to dispel something like it, but it just depends on the spellcaster's power. Um, he takes a look at the uh, the paper they found in the demonic language. Um, you know, he's not you know super fluent in it, but he gets the basics of it. It basically seems like a memo about how the void spell was constructed to conceal passageways throughout the city for obsidian shipments, and for a certain Wan T that the Emir keep on missing out on killing, repeatedly. Uh, they thank for his help, and they track down Gruffer, who asks him to uh, translate what they found, and, and you know to help him out, he uh, offers him uh, one of the gold loots, which he really loves, and. Uh, then Cal also asks him, asks Greffer to teach him to be a bard. You know, Greffer, you know, swears a fair amount and insults Cal like he usually does, but says that he will if they'll double his pay, which Cal happily agrees to. Uh, he says Greffer, you know, translates the document. Uh, he, he says that Veritas pretty much had it uh, spot on, but he figured out some of the proper nouns. Uh, so it was written from, written to someone called Semalel, Semalil, Semalel. From Balalel, if I'm saying those right. <clears throat> um, while they're there, while they're at a Veritas estate, they track down Cal's sheep, and Ty casts a permanent illusion for them to have a halo on them constantly. You know, for uh, you know, you know, since they're blessed sheep now for Cal. Uh, they rest for the night, bird back to the city, and they find that the illusion's been put back in place at the gentleman's club. Cal, of course, walks straight in. Uh, doesn't care, doesn't even, and they notice that none of the holes he made are visible. But then Joan, you know, casts a spell again, and they find that everything's just been covered up by the illusion. Um, they use a set of travel stones to kind of, uh, you know, push back the void spell around them. 
and going uh, through the uh, second level basement into that doorway that was just pure void, uh, they find that's a lit hallway. <clears throat> um, everyone uh, heads through, and they find that it just extends for uh, a fair amount, like you know, a good two hundred feet or so, and it ends with a grand, a huge door, grand door even, uh, made of wood. It's got three sigils in it representing you know the major demons, and they decide to let themselves in. And when I say they let the, they decide to. I mean, Cal decides to let himself in, and then everyone just kind of follows. And before the and when they get in there, is a massive table, chamber tiled with black marble. Um, on the far side is a large throne; it's unoccupied. Um, there's a massive chandelier overlooking a really large uh, ritual circle in the middle of the floor. <clears throat> Naturally, Cal wants to swing from the chandelier uh, because what else do you do with it? And then also off to the back, there are a couple of doors leading to other rooms. Kel, you know, declares that he wants to go sit on the throne. Uh, Cecil, trying to exercise some caution, tells him to stop. That only demons sit on that throne. And Kel replies that he'll just, you know, rub his uh, nether regions on the throne. Uh, Joan, you know, being the, the sensible one, uh, casts detect magic in the room. <clears throat> she, she can sense that there's a large amount of conjuring magic in, that, in the summoning circle. And that there's three points of illusion magic uh, between the circle and the throne. So Cal takes out Waygraf and asks if he can see through the illusion. And, <laughs> of course, Waygraf you know, chews him out because he doesn't have eyes. So how can he see anything? <laughs> Joan steps up and casts a spell magic on uh, one of the illusions, ending it. And it reveals a giant, massive bear monster. And then Amorous Shadow Step appears on the demonic throne and declares that he's no longer amused by, you know, the emir's activities. He snaps his fingers, and the other two illusions drop, showing two other giant, massive monsters that look rather pissed and ready to rip them apart. And that's where our session ends. So next time, we need to be ready to do a lot of monster killing. And I'm not sure if... I don't... I think... Yeah, the giant bear monster, I'm not sure if we kill it. I don't think you can turn that into a uh, another helmet. I think it'll be just a little too big. So, happy times, and we'll see each other next time we, we, uh, we play.